Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 991, and we're looking at Mark chapter 14, verses 1 through 9. Let's read our passage. It was two days before the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a cunning way to arrest Jesus and kill him. Not during the festival, they said, so that there won't be a riot among the people. While he was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at the table, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured it on his head. But some were expressing indignation to one another. Why has this perfume been wasted? For this perfume might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they began to scold her. Jesus replied, Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a noble thing for me. You always have the poor with you, and you can do what is good for them whenever you want. But you do not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body in advance for burial. Truly I tell you, whenever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. This is the gospel of Mark. Mark's giving us this gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus. He began with the Galilean ministry. Jesus traveling through Galilee, teaching and healing. Then he had a Gentile ministry. And we saw the journey to Jerusalem. Now they're at Jerusalem for the final week of Jesus' life. Sunday was the triumphal entry. And Monday, he cleansed the temple by chasing out the money changers, people buying and selling. And Tuesday, he was at the temple and had various challenges by groups of people. Then as they left the temple, the comment about the impressive buildings. And then Jesus launched into what we call the Olivet Discourse. That is his discussion of the destruction of the temple and in time, specifically his return. Now we pick it up in chapter 14, starting in verse 1. It was two days before the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. That would make it Wednesday. Now, remember, things aren't necessarily really tight chronologically, particularly in Mark's account of things. He puts things in order, I think, to tell the story. But more important than the chronology is the actual event. Now, you got two things going on here. One is the chief priests and scribes plotting to kill Jesus, and then this event at Bethany at the house of Simon the leper. So it was two days before the Passover and festival of bread. Is that just referring to this plot by the chief priests and scribes, or is that also referring to the event at Bethany? Matthew tells it basically the same way in his gospel, that it was two days before the, the Passover, and then you have the plot by the chief priests and scribes, then the discussion of the event at Bethany, the house of Simon the leper. John tells it in chapter 12 and says it's six days before the Passover, and that's specifically dealing with the event in Bethany. So what do we make of this? One is just hard to say. It may have been six days before the Passover, but Mark's just including it here to show this contrast between those who are faithful to Jesus and the religious leaders who are plotting to kill Jesus. 
Let's continue. The chief priests and scribes were looking for a cunning way to arrest Jesus and kill him. Not during the festival, they said, so that there won't be a riot among the people. So we do see this contrast between the people who are excited about Jesus and the religious leaders who are now trying to kill him. And what is it that they're upset about? Well, he's not doing things right, and he's challenging them. He goes into the temple area, challenges their authority, and acts like he has higher authority than them. So in their mind, he's flaunting the law, but he's also challenging their authority. So he is a threat to them. And for the good of things, he needs to go. Now, it's two days before the Passover, the Festival of Unleavened Bread. The Passover is the annual event that celebrates the exodus from Egypt. We read about this in the book of Exodus, where Moses led the Hebrew people out of Egypt. And they went to Mount Sinai and then spent 40 years in the wilderness and came then to the Promised Land. So this exodus from Egypt was the Passover. This was the final judgment on Egypt, the death of all the firstborn. And the Hebrew people were to celebrate this meal together, but put the blood of the lamb on the doorposts of their homes. And then when the death angel passed through, it would pass over the houses of the Hebrew people. And that was the final judgment of God, which caused Pharaoh then to let the people go. And then there was also the Festival of Unleavened Bread, which was a seven-day festival that began on Passover and lasted for seven days. They were to eat unleavened bread as part of the Passover meal. So this was a seven-day festival of unleavened bread. Now it begins, Passover is the, the first full moon after the spring equinox. So it's not its particular date. It starts based on the lunar cycle. And the festival celebrates the Exodus event, but also celebrates the barley harvest. Verse 3, while he was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as they were reclining at the table, a woman came with an alabaster jar, a very expensive perfume of pernard. She broke the jar and poured it on his head. So he's in Bethany. Remember, they spend the night each night in Bethany during this final week. But John tells us it was a few days before he actually entered Jerusalem. He stopped at Bethany, spent some time with Lazarus and his family, his sisters, Mary and Martha. So it's hard to put the timelines together, but we do know he spends time in Bethany. And it just says here he's at the house of Simon the leper. We don't know anything about Simon the leper. He's mentioned nowhere else. There's two possibilities. One, he used to be a leper, but Jesus healed him, but he's still known as Simon the leper, or he's still a leper. And that's probably not the case because there's other people here. Jesus may say, I'm going to ignore the rules. I'm going to ignore the custom, and I'm going to visit a leper. But a leper wouldn't be living in a home in this town. The leper would would be excluded from society. So the, the best understanding is he used to be a leper. But Jesus had probably healed him. And that's why Simon is hosting this dinner for Jesus. Now, the event in Gospel John chapter 12, it says that in Bethany, they were hosting a dinner for Jesus and Mary 
and Martha were there along with Lazarus. And so that probably is this event. And you just read it in John, it sounds like it's at Lazarus's house, but it's probably at Simon the leper's house, which is also in Bethany. And they are just there. Martha's helping prepare things. And that Mary is the one who comes in and anoints Jesus with the expensive perfume. Matthew and Mark don't name the woman. And they don't give the motive for what she is doing. Of course, John doesn't really give us a motive either, other than Mary loves Jesus and believes in him. Nard is an expensive perfume imported from India. It would be very, very expensive. Continue in verse 4. But some were expressing indignation to one another. Why has this perfume been wasted? For this perfume might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they began to scold her. Well, 300 denarii, remember, denarii is a day's wage. So 300 denarii is basically a year's wages. So this is very expensive. And so it doesn't say who is indignant here, but the implication is it's Jesus's disciples. And specifically, we're told elsewhere that Judas is one who is upset about this because this is quite the extravagant symbol of devotion to Jesus here. And again, we see these contrasts. The chief priests and scribes are looking to kill Jesus, but they're afraid of the reaction of the people, so they want to wait till after the festival to kill Jesus, do it quietly. Maybe nobody will notice. We see this extreme devotion of Jesus from this woman with the perfume, and we still see the disciples not quite getting it. They're scolding this woman for her act of devotion. And the Passover is a time for giving gifts to the poor. Verse 6, Jesus replied, Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a noble thing for me. You always have the poor with you, and you can do what is good for them whenever you want. But you do not always have me. She has done what she could. She's anointed my body in advance for burial. It's very similar to Jesus replying about why do your disciples not fast the way that we do. He says, well, you don't fast when the bridegroom is present. You do that later. This is a time for celebration. And so his comment here is, what she's doing is appropriate based on who I am and the time frame of what's going on. He's been telling them he's going to travel to Jerusalem and he's going to be executed. But they don't understand that. And so when Jesus says here, if she's anointing me in advance for burial, they probably still don't get it. Verse 9, Truly I tell you, whenever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Well, the fact this is included in the gospels, yes, that's exactly what has happened that her actions are included in the gospel accounts. So when the gospels are read, they read about what she has done. So Mark likes to show us these contrasts, this incredible devotion of this woman, of this uh, very elaborate, expensive act of anointing Jesus with this incredibly expensive perfume. The disdain that the religious leaders have for Jesus, they're plotting on how to kill him the support of the common people and that they like, they like Jesus. They want to follow Jesus. And 
still the well somewhat bumbling of the disciples and that while they are following Jesus, they still don't understand. In, in the sequence that Mark is giving us, we've made it now to Wednesday, which is just the day before they're actually going to have the Passover meal together. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.